This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I hope you're doing great today. I want to kick off today's episode. Before we get to the wine part, I know you're all excited, so just hang tight. We're going to get there. Before we get to wine, I have a few little things I want to touch on. So first, I want to start with a little uh, review from iTunes, as I've done a few times recently. I want to share this review um, because this is exactly what I want to be doing with every episode, and so I want to make sure that you all feel the same. So I hope this uh, strikes a little chord with you because when I got this review, I was like, oh yes, I'm doing the thing I'm setting out to, I've set out to do. So it was a nice confirmation for me. This is from Hard Job Mom and her review says, this podcast, The Shameless Mom Academy, is truly worth the time spent listening. The practical advice is amazing and so helpful. I've come away from each episode feeling better about myself as a mom, a wife, and a woman. I feel more inspired and encouraged to do more and try more things. From the first episode, I was hooked. Thank you, Sarah, for putting this together. So thank you, hard job mom. I love that um, because I really do want you to feel like you're getting practical tips with every episode. And that's always my goal. Oftentimes when I'm setting up my information to start recording, I think about all the things I want to say and I'm like, oh, I just kind of want to do like therapy by myself. And I think I mentioned this in the last episode that this is cathartic for me and it is therapeutic, but I also want it to be about you and I want you to get something powerful out of it. And so I do try to make sure that there's a practical element and something you can take action on, whether it's with your mental thought process regarding something or if it's something in terms of, you know, reaching for a new goal or getting back into an exercise routine or changing your eating habits or just having better self-talk, 
all those kinds of things. So um, I'm, I appreciate getting the feedback that you guys are enjoying the practicality piece of it. And I will definitely keep that up. I also do want you to leave every episode feeling a little bit better for the day, like it's a little boost for you. Maybe like I'm your cup of coffee or I'm your glass of wine. So um, I appreciate that feedback very much. So keep those reviews coming. Remember, you can always review us at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And I would love to get your review up here. So feel free to leave me something real juicy and I'll make sure I read it on air and I'll shout out your name and it'll be really fun. I also want to make sure you know how to share episodes. So I know it's when you're in your car listening on your phone, you hear an episode and you're like, oh, I think someone would really like this. You, something when, someone might come to mind right away with a particular episode where you feel like it might be really relevant to their life. So you can always share episodes. Our episodes are always posted on Facebook the day that they're released. And so they're always posted on the Shameless Mom Academy page. They're also always posted on Instagram. That oftentimes is like a day or two later after they're released, mainly because I'm slow with technology and have a hard time. There's an there's this like weird little piece of Instagram that I'm trying to figure out. But anyways, it takes me longer to post to Instagram to get those links and everything. Um, so and but on Facebook they're always there the day of. I also share them on my personal page at Sarah Sutherland Dean every day every time we release a new episode. In addition to that, you can always go to our website. So you can go to our website and at shamelessmom.com and the new episodes, you just click on the episode that you want to share and then you'll be able to get a unique link to that. So you'll click on the episode and then look up in the browser and it'll say like shamelessmom.com forward slash 10 ways to slay or whatever the title of the episode is. So you can just click on that link and then you can copy and paste it and send it to someone or post it on social media. So that's a super easy way to share. Um, lastly, you can share by just using the link shamelessmom.com or which will take people right to our site that has all of our episodes or shamelessmom.com forward slash review takes everyone right into our iTunes page. And when you get into the iTunes page, you can see all of our episodes. You can see how all the episodes are rated. So people, if you're like me, like every time I go into iTunes to buy a CD or something, I always look and see like, what are the most popular songs here? And those are the ones I listen to first. So you can see what our most popular episodes are when you go into iTunes. Um, and you can share that link shamelessmom.com forward slash review so that when other people come to check out an episode, they can pick which one they want to listen to, which one they want to make sure they remember to follow up with. And then they can also subscribe so that they're notified with all new episodes being released as well. Just like you are, right? Because you're all subscribers, I hope. I know you are. I don't even have to say I hope. I know you are. So um, for those of you who are new today, we release episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So always keep an eye out for that. And like I said, go to iTunes and make sure you subscribe so you can get them all right away. And one more bit of housekeeping. I am starting to post on our Facebook page doing Facebook live posts. So that's the video component, the live video, um, which is kind of funny because I, this was, I was going to, I was in my mind yesterday, um, which was Monday. So I'm recording on Tuesday. Yesterday, I was listening to a podcast from someone who I hugely admire, Amy Porterfield, who does a lot of online marketing teaching. And so I was listening to her podcast and she's fantastic. She's I really admire her for so many reasons. And so she was talking about using Facebook Live in her business and how it's really simple. And it's even though she's very intimidated by video, she really enjoys the platform. So I was like, oh, it's simple. And I'm not intimidated by video, like not so shy over here. So I went to use it and I like hit record to go live. And then I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. So I think there's something to being like a little bit nervous because then maybe you'd prepare something and I didn't do that. So you can go over to our Facebook page at any time to see the, the videos that are 
they're not going to be live now, but the videos, they do stay on the page after I've recorded them live. And so you can go check out the older videos. Um, additionally, I will be posting more live videos and asking for your feedback on things. Um, so that, cause I would love to get more input for our uh, for our podcast episodes. And so I would love for you to be able to post questions and comments and those kinds of things. So I will be doing more Facebook live videos on our Facebook page at the Shameless Mom Academy. So make sure you go find that page and keep an eye out for those videos. And then we can like chat. I will totally give you shout outs and say hello and blow you kisses and it'll just be fantastic. So with that, let's talk about wine. Today, the topic of the day is wine. I don't know why it took me like 30 some episodes to talk about, to dedicate a whole episode to wine. Like I'm kind of embarrassed by that. I mean, I think that we all know it's a big enough part of my life that it should have been in the first like three episodes, but um, I'm just getting around to it. So what has inspired this episode is that I was having a conversation with my gym members recently, and I have a bunch of women going through this. We just finished a transformation program. It was called the Little Black Dress Program. And so I had about 45 women go through this four-week program. And during that program, most of them came in with a goal of weight loss. And so I kind of curtailed the program to be about weight loss. Um, and some people were trying to lose like five pounds. Some people were trying to lose 50 pounds. Some people were just trying to break like a sugar habit. And so all sorts of people come in for all sorts of different reasons, but generally speaking, most women want to lose some amount of weight. And so part of my job is always to, I want people to meet their weight loss goals, but I also really want to help them change the conversation in their head because when it comes to weight loss, let's be honest, we are so hard on ourselves. The things you say to yourself about your body are things you would never say to another human being, right? The talk in your head, the conversations that you have with yourself when you're looking in the mirror are things you would never say to another woman. But yet you say them to yourself over and over again every single day. So think about how impactful that is, right? It's a big deal. The way you talk to yourself is a really big deal. And you should not talk to yourself in a way that you wouldn't talk to anyone else. So think about that. Um, So part of my job in these programs is that I really want to change the way women approach weight loss. It's fine if you want to lose weight. There is nothing wrong with having a weight loss goal. But let's not have a weight loss goal that is wrapped around self, um, like self-defeating habits and tearing yourself down and damaging yourself even more than you probably are already damaged. Because most of us have some baggage around body image, right? So if you already have baggage around body image and then you do a weight loss program, it's almost like you, it feels like it's appropriate to just bash yourself the whole time. Like you live in a weight loss program, just constantly analyzing and criticizing yourself and your behavior. And that's never what I want my programs to be about. So when I have my members go through a weight loss program, I have them really work on their mindset and really work on being more empowered in their everyday conversations with themselves and their everyday thoughts about their habits and their everyday thoughts about what they see in the mirror and those kinds of things. So The way this relates to the wine piece is that I think it's really important that we look at what our goals are and how our behaviors impact our goals and then do that from a neutral standpoint. So we were talking about things along this line. We had our little black dress party um, at the end of the program. So that was a few days ago, a fantastic night. We did it at a wine. Oh, funny. We did it at a wine cellar here in in Seattle at DeMonico Cellars. And so um, appropriate that we would talk about this on our wine episode. So we did it at the wine cellar there. And uh, one of the things that came up was an article that I shared with the group a few weeks ago about alcohol and weight loss. And there was the 
there was a contributing doctor to the article who wrote a lot of the scientific stuff. And then there was three people, three fitness professionals who chimed in with their own alcohol habits at the end of the article, which was really interesting to me. And so, and one of them was Jill Coleman and Jill Coleman um, actually has been on the show. She was on episode 18 on how to eat every damn day. So you can go back and listen to that episode. She's fantastic. And she is very much known for her like uh, very outward alcohol consumption. Um, so she's very public about drinking wine on a very regular basis, which I totally approve of. Like if you're going to drink the wine, own it. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 50 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS. S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S. AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Um, which I definitely do. So 
they, so the, the doctor t- talks about the scientific piece of alcohol and fat loss. And then these three trainers, um, they talk about their relationship with alcohol and fat loss and what it means to them. And they each have a different perspective, which is really interesting. And it's interesting to see how do trainers manage this? Because I think that often trainers are, it's like really clear, like, oh, we don't eat certain kinds of carbs and sugar and like whatever. And all these things that are little can be perceived as a little holier than thou, I think. Um, So it's nice to see trainers who are like, give me the freaking wine. And that's how these three women really are. And so they manage their wine or their alcohol consumption differently. But they all fully admit that like, wine is their spirit animal. So, um, which I totally appreciate. So I'm going to post a link to the article on our show notes for sure. So you can find that at shamelessmom.com forward slash wine not, but, um, or you can just go to shamelessmom.com and you'll see it uh, up there as episode 31. So I'm going to post that article, but I want to kind of go through parts of the article because the article is really valuable. And I think you should read it. If you're someone who has a weight loss goal and you feel like maybe alcohol is the thing holding you back, I think this would be really, really valuable to you. And I want to kind of identify, you know, if you don't care about alcohol, you might feel like I'm talking as if we, those of us who do care are all huge addicts. And that is not the case. There is definitely, I want to be very sensitive to that place of alcohol addiction because that definitely exists and it definitely exists among moms. And there is definitely, I've known moms who have really struggled with alcohol uh, because it can be something that you bring, that becomes routine because of stressful life circumstances. And it can be something you become dependent on. So I don't ever want to diminish the seriousness of that. But I also think that there is, um, there's a lot of culture around moms and wine. And I definitely play into that myself where you're like, had a rough day. I deserve a glass of wine. Like toddlers freaking out. Where's my wine? Dinner time sucks. Where's my wine? Like Breakfast sucks. Where's my wine? Like anything, any reason to reach for a glass of wine. There's a lot of humor around that. And just it's, it's kind of, it's out there a lot. Um, and I am fully guilty of participating. I do not all at all. Um, and it, it's a fun thing to participate in. Let's be honest, right? But I also think it's really critical that if you have certain goals, you know how your behavior is impacting your goal, which is why I wanted to address this specifically relative to weight loss goals. So the truth about alcohol and fat loss is that they don't really work together very well. I know, don't kill me, like don't hate the messenger, but they don't work together very well. The reason this is, is because your body can't be in fat burning mode when there's alcohol in your system. And so when we talk about fat burning mode, your body like wants to burn fat all the time. It's using fat when you're just hanging out, chilling, doing not much of anything, your body's in fat burning mode. So I know if you are old school or use old school equipment at a gym and not some of it's not even old school. Some of it is sadly, some of it is current equipment. Like you'll go to a piece of cardio and I'll say like, here's how to work out in your fat burning zone. So you don't, first of all, don't work out in your fat burning zone for fat loss. That's a whole huge myth um, that I could take a whole nother episode to talk about. But the scientific deal with the whole thing is that when you are working out in a lower, or I'm sorry, when you are existing in a lower heart rate range, so when you're not working out, you're burning fat as a fuel source. When you're working out at a low intensity, so walking and those kinds of things, you're burning fat as a fuel source. When you start working out at a higher level of intensity, you are no longer burning fat as um, fuel source. And that's okay. You don't need to be burning fat as a fuel source in high intensity workouts because the goal of high intensity workouts is not to burn fat during the workout. The goal is to stimulate your metabolism to be working at a higher rate all the time. So 
be really clear on the difference between those two things because people can get really confused if if I say like when you do high intensity workouts you aren't burning fat anymore and then people like start freaking out. So you're burning fat at just at a much lower level. You're more predominantly burning glycogen, which is a good thing. So don't freak out about that. But what we want to look at with weight loss is that your body can't be in that fat burning mode that it's normally in when you're just kind of at home hanging out and stuff when there's alcohol in your system. So it really kind of all comes to a screeching halt. So if you're having alcohol every night, every night you're shutting down your fat burning system, which is is definitely going to get in the way of weight loss goals, right? So you have to look at the goal and look at like, maybe that doesn't matter to you. Maybe that's okay. Maybe you're okay with slower weight loss, or maybe you're okay with not having weight loss at this point in your life. And that's all completely acceptable. But if you do have a goal of weight loss, and especially if it's like, a, you know, you're thinking like, I have something big in two months, I want to lose X amount of pounds, or I just want to my clothes to fit better, or whatever the goal might be, then for sure you want to be aware of how your behavior impacts that goal. And one of the things that can really trip people up is the consumption of alcohol. And so for a long time when I did my transformation programs, I would not let people drink at all for the first half of the program. In recent years, we've changed that a little. <laughs> so it mostly because when I became a mom, I understood a little bit more clearly how challenging it could be um, to step away from alcohol for an extended period of time when you have a child screaming at you for hours on end. And so I kind of changed that. So now people can have two drinks a week during the program. And so for some people, again, they're like, sure, whatever, no big deal. I don't care. Other people are like, oh my God, I might not even survive. So there's de it's definitely very polarizing when I get feedback on the alcohol piece in terms of how people feel about that. So for me, alcohol, like I am very open about being a type A, high strung, high stress kind of a person. And it used to be that at the end of the day, when I would be wrapping things up and I would maybe think like, okay, I'm just gonna do a few more emails, six or seven o'clock at night before I had a child, I would pour a glass of wine and finish up some emails. And that was very relaxing to me. And I actually was like, email's kind of fun if you're having a glass of wine, way better than normal email, right? So in recent years though, since having a child, I don't sit and do emails at six o'clock, seven o'clock at night because I'm getting ready for dinner and I have Vinny to take care of. And it is oftentimes the most chaotic time of my day. And it's oftentimes the least fun time of my day. And that has definitely been like since he was a really little baby, like five to 7 p.m. kind of sucks. And having dinner with a toddler kind of sucks. And so we've been trying to incorporate more and more family dinners. We're definitely a little slow on the uptake because it's not that fun. And for many, for you know, until Vinny was like three, we almost always just ate dinner after he went to bed because it's just easier and it's actually enjoyable to not eat with a child, right? But it's a really important thing for me from a kind of family value standpoint that we do have family dinners. So we're trying to do that more frequently now. And it's getting a little bit better now that he's getting closer to four, like it's a little eating with the toddlers or small child is getting a little bit better. But there is definitely still this need for like, if things feel chaotic and I'm really hungry, I'm like, oh my God, just give me the wine. And so for me, like if I'm really hungry, hungry, I'm very susceptible to low blood sugar. I have reactive hypoglycemia. So when my blood sugar drops, I really crave alcohol um, and, and wine because it is a, it's a super fast pick me up that doesn't last for long. It's a quick pick me up. And then I crash like an hour later. I'm like, oh my gosh, so tired. So I, I have to really be careful with red wine. I can't drink very much of it anymore, which is, I know, incredibly, incredibly sad. But so that's what happens is that people use alcohol in the evening to kind of mitigate the side effects of their day. And so maybe it's to be a stress release, or maybe it's just to get through dinner time with your family, or maybe it's a reward for like, I worked hard today and to, I just want to do something like a little treat. And so 
No problem with any of those. Just again, know how that impacts your goal. If you're go, if you have a goal of, of weight loss. And so what I've instilled with a lot of my clients, when they graduate from one of my programs where they can only have two drinks a week, then I tell them like, let's designate drinking days. So again, if you don't ever drink, you're going to think I'm like totally an advocate for alcoholism and I'm not, and I'm not at all saying like binge drinking days or anything. I'm just saying let's advocate or let's, let's schedule days for drinking. And so when you look across your week, and I say this with treat meals too, if you're looking for weight loss, you should have scheduled days. Like I know that on like Thursday and Saturday, I'm having a treat meal. And so then the rest of the week, it's much easier to make really rational choices because I know that like on Thursday and Saturday, I'm going all out. I want like, you know, the burger, the fries, the whatever. And so it's really easy for the rest of the week for me to be really on top of eating things that fuel me well, because I already have these scheduled indulgences. So let's do that with alcohol as well. Look at your schedule for the week and look and see, like you don't always know when your day is going to be super stressful, but if you can look ahead and say like, I know I have these events, you know, I have a party or a dinner. I know I want to drink there. So that's one night. And then I have this other thing that I know I want to, that I'm probably going to want to drink with. And then maybe I know like, you know, Wednesday looks like it's going to be really crazy. I'm probably going to want to drink. So maybe there's like three nights of the week where you're like, okay, those are the three days this week that I'm going to have one to two glasses of wine instead of having one to two glasses every day. Because then at least you're not, you're cutting way back and you're maybe you can still be working toward your goal and you don't have to be coming from a place of deprivation. And so I'm big on like working towards goals without coming from a place of deprivation, because if you do come from a place of deprivation, it's very likely that you won't stick with this, the, the new habit for a very long time. And so you'll be like, okay, I'm not going to drink for 30 days. And then after that 30 days, it's a slippery slope back into like drinking every day again. So it's much more reasonable to be like, okay, I'm going to go from like, you know, drinking wine five to seven days a week to go to three to five days a week. And then after you've established three to five days or three days a week, you can maybe even be like, okay, like I'm going to try just two days a week now. And you can kind of cut it back over time. That tends to work really well for people to have that kind of scheduled time for indulgences, whether that's with treats, sugar, um, you know, big starchy meals, rest, big dining experiences, alcohol, all of that. So what happens with the consumption of alcohol? Your body can't be in fat burning mode. You will also suffer sugar crashes because your liver and your muscle muscles become inefficient at regulating glycogen. So this is where you might notice that after alcohol, you fall asleep very quickly, but you wake up a few hours later and you are wide awake. And it is the most maddening thing in the world. That is because of your blood sugar regulation. That is because you are crashing. And so you are having a little, probably a little bit of a hypoglycemic spell from the alcohol consumption. So you're likely to wake up anxious, you're likely to wake up hungry, or you might wake up feeling both like so hungry, so anxious, and your sleep will probably be really fitful for the rest of that night. So in addition to that, your fat burning has been stalled for that night from drinking. Additionally, your sleep is poor. And when your sleep is poor, there's all sorts of hormonal implications from that. And so you're going to have more of more cortisol spiking the next day. It's going to impact your insulin the next day, which will also impact your sugar cravings the next day. So there's this like cyclical thing going on that's, it can be a really vicious cycle because you get into this circle of poor blood sugar regulation with, that comes with cravings and crashes. And that impacts the insulin and the cortisol totally impacting your ability to lose weight. So when you look at it from that bigger picture, you can see how in the long run, it doesn't serve you to be drinking super regularly if you have a weight loss goal. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist, and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. So a quote from the article that I'm, where I'm getting all this information, and by the way, this article, I should have mentioned, this article that I found all this amazing information, it's from girlsgonestrong.com, which is a site that I love. The people who write for them, their advisory board, are just all amazing, amazing, amazing women. So I, if you don't already follow Girls Gone Strong, definitely find, you can find them on Facebook. They are just phenomenal, and they always post really, really great articles, super high integrity information. Um, so the article that I got this information from is um, all about hormones and fat loss. And let me see. Let's see. It's called Wine and Your Waistline, How Alcohol Affects Your Health, Hormones, and Fat Loss. So if you go to Girls Gone Strong, if you just type in Girls Gone Strong alcohol into Google, you will find it because that's how I found it after I shared this article with people a while ago and then I needed to find it again. So Girls Gone Strong alcohol will take you right to the article, but I will also link to it in the show notes over at shamelessmom.com. So one of the quotes from the article that I thought was really powerful from, um, from Dr. Brooke was, in short, alcohol primes you for storing fat and then makes a mess of your blood sugar and energy levels, which can easily increase appetite and cravings, resulting in eating more and, and setting fat storing further in motion. So pretty clear that if you want weight loss, you have to lo- you have to limit your alcohol consumption. So in addition to that, we know that with alcohol consumption, your dopamine regulation is impeded, which lowers your inhibition with food. So probably not shocking that after a couple drinks, you want all the food. You want all the salty food, all the starchy food, like all the crap, right? Like that's why bar food exists. <laughs> and so 
that's why you want the bar food because that your dopamine regulation is off kilter and therefore you're having these totally different food cravings than what would be normal. You know, so you can go into the evening thinking like, I'm only going to have one glass of wine. I'm going to eat really well at this dinner. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've had three glasses of wine and you're like, whatever, like bring on the pasta, bring on the cake. Um, so those kinds of things. Lastly, the alcohol decreases glycogen synthesis, meaning you'll have less glycogen stores for your next workout and your muscle repair will be hindered. So alcohol actually can undo your work in the gym or not put you in the best, um, in the most optimal position for your workouts. So you're going to the gym and you're doing all, putting forth all this effort only to find out that you actually aren't able to work as hard. Even if you don't have a hangover, you aren't able to work at maximal capacity and your muscle repair is not going to be maximal either, which means that you are not repairing muscle and then able to like muscle breaks down. And then when it recovers is when you get stronger. And so that whole process is also being um, hampered with, with alcohol consumption. So, okay. So that's all the bad news. I know totally crushing blow for all my drinking friends out here. So with all that said, I'm not saying don't drink anymore. I definitely want you to go check out the article and see how these three fitness professionals, Jen, Jill, and Nagar, have um, what they've done with their alcohol consumption, knowing what they know and knowing what the science says. Because you'll be surprised to see that not all of, like one of them has made a more of a habit of abstinence than the other two. And then the other two were kind of like, you know what? I would rather take make sacrifices at other places in my nutrition Or one of them is like, I'm going to drink the wine. So be it. You know, so like decide where your attitude is right now. And that might change down the road. You might be like, right now it's summertime. I'm going to have my drinks. Come fall. I'm not going to do that as much. Or it might be just the opposite. Like it's summertime. I really want to feel good about myself. I want my clothes to fit really well. This is when I feel like the most exposed. So I'm going to be really on top of my alcohol consumption. So kind of figure out where you fall with that. I do have some party tips for you because I mean, if we're going to have a wine episode, we have to have party tips, right? So I talked about designating drinking days. So you have them planned out. That is huge. Having things planned out makes a big difference. I know it sounds a little funny to to schedule drinking days, but like put them in your Google calendar, invite your husband to them, (laughs) invite your girlfriends and be like, Tuesday's my drinking day. Who's coming? No, but when you do drinking days, I don't at all mean like binge drinking or even heavy drinking days. It can be like still one to two glasses, just designating that like you're going to do that on certain days rather than every day. Also noting the quantity. So it's really important that you probably could drink half as much as you drink and still totally enjoy yourself. It's fascinating to me when I have people come into my program and I say they can only have two drinks in a week and they'll come in and they'll be like, I went out and I only had like one drink or two drinks and I still totally had fun. You probably drink a lot more than you need to and you think that you're doing it to have more fun or to be more relaxed or whatever, but there's kind of a point of diminishing returns where like, I mean, well, first of all, you can get pretty sloppy and you can be hungover, both of which are not worth it for most people. But there's also a point of diminishing returns where like you don't just keep having more fun the more you drink. Um, You might feel like you are, but you also can like draw a line in the sand and be like, I'm done after two drinks and you'll actually still feel fine. You're not going to, it's not like 15 minutes after that second glass of wine, you're going to be like, wah, wah. Now I'm boring. Like, no, the effect lasts for a while and it lasts for much longer than you think. So challenge yourself to have like one drink and then wait it out. Like make yourself wait 30 to 60 minutes before you have that second drink to really feel like you might just be like, oh, actually, I'm totally fine. I don't need another drink. And then if you have that second drink, do the same thing, like wait it out again and be like, do I really need another drink? Probably fine. The great thing about this is that when you do that, the next day you wake up and you're like, I actually feel kind of awesome instead of having like four drinks or five drinks and then feeling horrible. 
So that can be a big game changer for people. The other thing is just practicing not drinking in social situations, which can be super uncomfortable at first and can feel very awkward. Um, it's more the anticipatory anxiety of it that can be uncomfortable, where you go into a situation thinking like, oh my God, this is going to suck. And then you do it and it's totally fine. And you know, you most likely already experienced that during pregnancy, I, I hope, um, there, where you were sober at events that you normally would be drinking at. And it all it's all fine. It's just because we get in the practice and the habit and routine of drinking that we think that we always need to do it. So it's important to note that as well. Also know that different women respond differently. So some women can lose weight with alcohol in their diet and other women do not. And I'll explain a little bit more about that in a minute. But just know that like, you know, when you read through these profiles of these three personal, these three fitness professionals on the post here, that one of them can like maintain a six pack and drink every day. And you know, like I never, ever could do that. So just know that it's going to be very different. And that has to do a lot with personal hormone regulation. And we'll get to that in just a minute. So make sure when you're drinking, you always keep protein on board. That will help stabilize your blood sugar. So you're not going to have those big crashes during the night or they won't be as severe. And also that you won't get to that point of having like no inhibition with food if you have that protein on board, because it'll kind of like keep the, um, the sugar piece of it well, more well-regulated and more stable rather than crashing so quickly. Okay. And then knowing your own personal situation. So know like if you're on estrogen medications or you have a hormone secreting birth control method, like the pill or the Mirena IUD, or if you have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, or you're postmenopausal, or you have thyroid issues or an autoimmune disease like Hashimoto's, especially, you will be more impacted by the negative consequences of alcohol on fat loss. And so you have to really know your body. If you don't have any of those issues, you will have different results and a different ability to drink without it impacting your weight. And so that's just, you know, some of that is like the luck of the freaking draw. And so you have to kind of know where you stand on all those things. And then lastly, like we've said before, knowing your goals. If your goal is weight loss, know that alcohol will slow it down. And for some people, it's worth it. They don't mind that. They don't mind having a weight loss goal take more time, or they don't mind carrying around a little bit of extra weight, at least for right now, because they want to have a few drinks. And like, they're totally comfortable with like, yeah, I could be five pounds lighter, but I want to have more alcohol right now or more sugar or whatever. Like, I don't want to be super you know, intense about my diet or my nutrition right now. So I'm carrying around a little extra weight and so be it. Like that is a very neutral thing that does not make you a bad person. That does not make you like, there's nothing that needs where anyone needs to be critical about that or harden themselves about that. It's important just to acknowledge that is part of the puzzle. Like you have to know what your goal is. And then for other people, it's totally worth giving up alcohol to get, to get the results that they want to get. And so that's going to be personal from one person to the next. And there's no right or wrong answer to that. And there's no right or wrong goal around that. So be comfortable with wherever you stand on that. So I hope that was really helpful. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something. And I hope that you can kind of define like where you're at with your goal. I would love feedback. If you've had an experience of like cutting out alcohol and having weight loss or keeping alcohol in your diet on a regular basis and having great results with weight loss, I would love to know that. I'm kind of fascinated by this topic because it is very different from one person to the next, as you will see when you read the uh, the Girls Gone Strong article. So definitely follow up with me and let me know where you stand. You can comment on the Facebook page after this episode is posted over at the Shameless Mom Academy, or you can always email me at info at shamelessmom.com and let me know your story with alcohol and weight loss or 
alcohol and not having weight loss. So thank you so much for listening today. As always, if this episode was helpful to you or inspiring to you, please feel free to go over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. You can do that at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And please share the episode, share it with other people, you know, share it with all your drinking girlfriends and you guys can all have designated drinking days together now. And um, I would love for you to just spread the word about the Shameless Mom Academy. We have some big fun things coming up and I want to make sure that we have lots of listeners so that we can be helping more moms become shameless every day. And with that, have a fantastic day. No matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.